Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Battle Academy podcast. My name is Monica. You may know me on social media as Anthissa or Anthissa21. And I'll leave links to social media in the podcast description if you're interested in shooting me any questions or comments you may have. I will gladly take all those. This episode, this is the very first episode, is basically going to be a bit of a story time about why I wanted to do this and why I think this might be a good resource for the community and basically me saying, hey, here's how I want to give back and everything because the community's been pretty cool and I just kind of wanted to bring something and add a little something more. One thing I was told by a lot of other content creators is there's plenty of room for everything and you find a niche, people will come. And that's true of whatever kind of content you want to create for this. So Pokemon Go content creators, if you're listening to this, I appreciate you. You guys are awesome. Thank you. And even if you're not a content creator, thank you for checking this out. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. All right. So the first half of the episode is basically going to be, here's why I did this and and what I want to achieve with it. Second half of the episode, I'm going to just basically touch on some basics of PvP. Basically, why it's different from other forms of battling in Pokemon Go. And a basic conversation about the type type effectiveness chart. I do want to go into an actual in-depth on the type effectiveness chart. But I'm going to save that for the very next episode. The reason being is I think the type effectiveness chart is probably one of the most important resources that you can have in Pokemon Go. In PvP, anyway. I also believe that of the tools you're going to use to improve your Pokemon and pick your Pokemon for battle, that type effectiveness chart is going to matter more than Stardust, than IVs. I mean, you can have good Stardust. You can have the perfectly built PvP Pokemon. But if you don't know about type effectiveness, you may put them up against the wrong Pokemon and then it's going to be all over. So yeah, that's basically what I want to cover in this episode. I don't see the first episode being long. So uh, let's get started then, shall we? I think we shall. (laughs) I I am an absolute mega dork. Okay, this is going to get a little weird. And if I'm being a little weird, you know, shoot me an email. I am open to constructive criticism. That's non-issue right there. So you know who I am. You know what this is. Why am I doing this? Part of the why I've already explained. I want to help the community. I think this is my way to give back to the community. I think this is my way to kind of quote unquote, leave my mark. Um, I, I'm not looking to be as big as like the YouTube creators or, or the other podcasters or anything. I just want to provide a resource to people. And there is a little bit of ulterior motive too. I want to get better myself. I currently suck at PvP. I'm going to be honest there. I have reached rival rank at Sylpharina, but <laughs> that's kind of still on the bottom rungs of the ladder. I want to get better. I want to learn why certain Pokemon are not working up in a match. 
and how I can improve my Pokemon, improve my team building, and get better at that. So doing this podcast for me is kind of a way to keep myself honest with what I'm doing in PvP and and basically help me build my team by saying here is how to do it as I learn how to do it. And basically just to keep me moving forward in the realm of PvP. If people actually listen to it and this benefits them, that's added bonus for me. And I I hope it. I hope you learn something from this. I hope that you guys enjoy this and find me to be somewhat entertaining. I have attempted podcasts in the past. I have attempted the news format of, okay, here's what's going on with GoHub. Here's the next raids that's coming up. Here's who they say the best counters for those raids are. I have tried that so many times. And honestly, I think the Lured Up podcast with Pokemon Professor Network, I think they have it down. And I think there's no way I could improve upon what they do. They've got a good rapport with each other, Ken and Adam. And I I respect that. I admire that. They do a really good job. So for me, I think instead of trying to be like them, why don't I try another area that I think is available? I haven't seen very many PvP podcasts or I'm not looking in the right spots for them. And I think it's the second one because I know Ghost Stadium has one. So, (laughs) but this, this is mostly to help beginners at this point. The first few episodes are going to focus on the basics. You know, why is PvP different than all the other battle formats? You rocket battles, gym battles, raids. Why do, does that require a separate tactic kind of thing. Then using the resources like the type effectiveness chart, how to go about reading the information on PV poke and what it takes to build a quality team to go forward in PVP. And then I also want to do the sylph meta breakdowns because I think that's interesting because even though I build what I think is a good team, I'm still hit or miss on whether or not it actually performs the way I want it to. Like I said, I'm only rival rank. I want to get better. I want to get that challenger rank. I want to get further. I want to grow as a PvP player. So going back to the basics, starting back at the beginning, helps build a foundation. And if you don't have a good solid foundation, everything else just falls apart. The other aspect of why I want to do this is because the state of the world is chaos. At least in the United States, I know it. The rest of the world, they're getting back on their feet. They're they're getting further and getting their COVID numbers and everything down. But the United States, yikes. Oof. So much oof. I'm not going to get political on this podcast, but COVID is a reality. We have to face this work from home stuff and everything. So we are currently in a situation that we have a lot of time on our hands. Pardon me. We have a lot of hands on our time. (sighs) Pardon me. We have a lot of time on our hands. And because we now have this time on our hands, people are picking up new games. They're learning new things. They're doing all this other stuff. And more people, more people, pardon me, allow me to say that right, 
are getting into Pokemon Go and more people are joining PvP because of the lowered requirements. Now, if you are brand new to PvP and you're going requirements, what the heck were the requirements? PvP, Great League, Great Battle League, Go Battle League. I will get these words right. Pokemon Go Battle League originally required a walking distance before you were allowed to play a match. They originally started it out at a five kilometer distance. It got reduced over a couple a couple months later down to three kilometers per set. Then with work from home and the COVID situation, it got removed entirely. On top of that, they also removed the requ- or lowered the requirements for trainer battles, just basic trainer battle where you go find your friend and you hit the button and say, hey, I want to battle. It got dropped down to great friends. You had to at least get that first bubble filled. And more people have gotten into doing Sylph League or into doing remote tournaments because of that. Now, the future as to whether or not those requirements ever get reinstated or readjusted back to their normal places, that's all up in the air right now. Because Ninetech has to make a decision. Yes, Go Battle League, the entire point was, you know, you have to walk and everything. Because this is a game where you have to get up and move. However, with the requirements lowered, they're enjoying a lot more of people spending money to get better Pokemon, get balls, get all this other stuff that they need. That is looking a little weird. I do eventually see them putting the walking distance requirement back on Go Battle League. Hopefully, hopefully, because this comes from my experience being a rural Pokemon Go player, they will keep it down at a lower walk requirement because 5k per set was too much. I tried doing that. I tried getting all of my sets. It never happened. When they got down to 3k, which I really appreciated the drop, I was able to get more of my sets. However, due to my day, I was not able to get all of them. Personally, for me, I think a good goal would be 1 to 2k per set. Probably 2k, so that way you still have to get out and move regularly. Now, seeing as you can get 5 sets a day, well, right now it's altered to 6, but... If it ever goes back to normal, it'll be five sets a day. 2K per a set, I don't see that as an issue. It's pretty easy to hit. So that's 10 kilometers as opposed to the 3K per set, which got you up to 15. That's getting a little iffy and up there, especially considering that not everybody can get out and go walk and do it safely. For me, I live in this rural area. We don't have any sidewalks. The roads that I'm on, the cars get up between 50 to 80 miles an hour, depending on which road it's on. That's not safe. Like, the safest spot I have to walk is the driveway in my backyard right now. So, for me, I think dropping the walking distance to maybe one and a half to two kilometers would be a lot better. And you'd get more people retained and doing Go Battle League once the walking distance is back. As for the requirement for trainer battles in general, 
the remote trainer battles that you just hit hit button do battle if they bump it back up to ultra friends where it was originally they're going to have an issue i think they're going to have a bunch of people go well this isn't worth it anymore especially considering that right now remote raids are a real excuse me remote tournaments are a huge uptick right now and personally i think they should just leave it at the good friends requirement and that would do so much to keep people playing hopefully 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 we will see what happens right now all the battle requirements that are set up the removed walking distance the reduced friendship level they are instated until the end of the month i think that's a good idea right now i think we'll see it get extended especially as the united states stays in the situation that it's in and with these lowered requirements we're going to have more people getting into pvp and go battle league silph arena remote tournaments through whatever format you do it through that's still going to be a huge thing we're still going to have people who maybe get frustrated and go okay how do i get better so that's where battle academy podcast comes in and i i hope i hope this fills that spot i i'd really like that i'd appreciate that but even if you know i'd only get a few people listening i'd like whoever's listening now <laughs> if you've made it this far um that that would be awesome you know i hope for good things if it goes either way i'll be happy that i'm i'm actually doing something and i'm actually taking those first steps because the first steps for anything that that's the hard part and once you get started once you get into that motion and that rhythm of doing something then it becomes easier the the first go battle stuff the first few trainer battles you may take you know you're not always guaranteed to win yeah you're going to face some hard things as you go through it but you know taking the time to improve that that's a good thing that's worthwhile Whew. um for this episode i believe that is a good spot for me to take a bit of a break get some water catch my breath and uh i'll be back in just a moment with uh back half of the show i'm gonna discuss pvp versus the other battle formats in pokemon go and then just do a basic look at the type effectiveness chart saving the in-depth look for uh next week's episode so thank you if you made it this far i'll be back in just a moment
Friday, and I am back for the second half of the show. And basically, we're just going to start with basics. I think that's, like I said in the first half of the show, getting the good, solid foundation built is going to be one of the things that helps you. So we're going to start PvP 101. And honestly... I'm going to start with why PvP is different than your other your other battle formats. And it's pretty much easy peasy, easy to understand. PvP, and there's really no ums or ifs or ands or buts about it. You are playing another trainer in real time. This is exceptionally different than the battles that we're normally used to. You know, you go to a gym to take down a gym. You are only fighting that Pokemon like... It's kind of like a mini raid th- kind of thing. You go in, you take your Pokemon, your team of six, you go boom, boom, boom. You best, the, you best the gym with whatever powered up Pokemon you got. You don't even really have to worry about building a team for a gym battle. You just go in and you wipe it. And if you don't win the first time, you revive and you go back in. Same thing with the rocket battles they're kind of the same as long as you don't just back out you can battle a rocket battle until you win that is an awesome cool thing rocket battles kind of like doing the training battles with candela blanche or spark whoever you choose to battle you are battling an ai and it's pretty simple cut and dry you pick your pokemon now the trainer battles with the leaders and the rocket battles they're a little more like pvp but they're still not pvp raiding whole other beast you need an entirely different setup for that you got to pick your good counters but unlike anything any other battle format you have plenty of time to pick your counters and you can pre-build a team even too which kind of similar to pvp in that if you're doing silph arena you can build a team beforehand. Well, you have to build a team beforehand. You can see that each version of battling is its own different unique thing based on how many Pokemon you need to select before you go in and what kind of damage is done. It's pretty much easy to break down, cut and dry. Rocket battles, trainer battles, training battles, not trainer battles. You only have access to three Pokemon. Same in PvP. Raiding and gym battles, you have a team of six, similar to Sylph, but they're still different. PvP is unlike anything else because it is, believe it or not, a turn-based setup. The turns go about half a second. It's really, really microscopic to see. And it really doesn't matter because we're all tapping the screen a thousand times a second. (laughs) You get that going, you get that uh, going, and you're just drumming on your phone screen. Move faster! (laughs) And, again, you get the charge moves, but you get the little mini game when you play them. You don't get that mini game with raiding or gym battles. You do with your training battles and your rocket battles, but that's going to be about where the similarities end. What comes down to is the shields. Rocket battles and training battles, you are playing against an AI. PvP, not the case. The other person can choose when they fire off their charge moves and when they use their shields. That's where you get into the higher difficulty level. 
Yeah, the rocket leaders are hard to fight and everything, but it's nothing like another real person on the other side of the phone who's called your bluff on your shield bait and comes back and pops you. Basically, where shielding is concerned, that's the big difference, I think, between PvP and everything else. You've got that other person that knows when or is guessing when to fire off their shield moves and it could affect the outcome. That's just one of the many things that make PvP different. And it it's a frustrating base. It really is. PvP, it's fun and you should keep in mind the entire time you're doing PvP. This is for having fun. If you ever get frustrated or upset at any point and you feel overwhelmed or you feel like you are two seconds from throwing your phone against the wall, it is perfectly 100% okay to back out and walk away. You don't have to do the PvP if it's agitating and frustrating you. You can always like go work on something else. You know, if catching Pokemon relaxes you, back out of the battles and just stick to the Pokemon for a bit. Don't ever let PvP become something that stresses you out to the point where you are about to just blow because then it's no longer enjoyable and then you're no longer having fun. And the whole point of a game is to have fun, to enjoy what you're doing. And I think that's a really, really big lesson to keep in mind. People on social media have been talking about this for a while, saying that, yeah, this is getting frustrating. I'm taking a break. And you know what? That's perfectly okay. You are not less of a Pokemon Go player for taking a break from Battle League. You're not. You're not less of a Pokemon Go player from taking time for Pokemon Go. You just need some time to get your head together and maybe just de-stress for a little bit. And that's perfectly fine. And that's definitely one lesson that needs to be written down, kept in mind as you go forward. If you ever become overly stressed about it, take a break and breathe. It's perfectly okay. So that's a very, very jumbled look at PvP. I know I didn't do that well. I will probably re-go over this as we move forward. Basically, PvP is different from all other forms of battling because you have another person on the other side who is guessing your moves. Every other form of battling in Pokemon Go is based on computer AI. But PvP, that real trainer versus trainer interaction, that's what makes it really kind of exciting, at least for me anyway. Because now you're basically playing a different kind of chess game where you have to think about your moves. When is the right time to fire the charge move? When is the right time to shield? When is the right time to switch? And that is what makes it competitive and exciting. Is like you make the right switch at the right time and it could be what sets you up for the beautiful win. Or you could fall for that one bit of shield bait and oh, it's all over but the crime. And that's kind of what makes the competitive aspect fun. I know not everybody's in for competition and stuff like that. But for those of us that are, that that's what it is. You know, if I make the right move, yes. If I don't, oof, oh well. And what makes the best battlers, I think, is accepting a loss, learning from the loss, and moving forward and trying again. That's what's going to take you further than anything. So with that, we're going to talk about the type effectiveness. 
Type effectiveness is basically the rock, paper, scissors mechanic that holds Pokemon of all kinds together. It works in the TCG. It works in Pokemon Go. It works in the video games. And it's all pretty much the same. Water beats fire. Fire beats grass. Grass beats water. That is the core of how Pokemon Go works. And type effectiveness is knowing when to throw rock versus paper or scissors versus rock. You know, how do you approach this complex version of rock, paper, scissors? Because Pokemon Go, with the multiple typings and everything on Pokemon Period, you're not really playing rock, paper, scissors so much as you're playing rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. And if you've ever heard of that, I hope you get that reference. Um, but yeah, it gets a bit complex when you actually look at the type effectiveness chart, but it can be simplified. It just takes time to look at it and just kind of learn where everything fits. Now, where type effectiveness is concerned, we have the three types of damage. You probably are already very familiar with them. Neutral is dead center. On the weekend is not very effective. On the other end is super effective. Yes, we've all heard it. it's super effective. The thing is, though, is a lot of people don't know because I don't think I knew because I recently found this out myself. Type effectiveness is not just three. It is actually five. Because not very effective and super effective can be either one time or double, two time. And that can affect a lot of different things. And it kind of works like a little stair step situation. Now, if you're ever interested in anything that I'm talking about, you can go check out PokemonGoHub.net. That is where I've gotten a lot of my back to basics information, including this information about the type, type effectiveness chart. So if you look at a set of stairs, they called it a ladder. If whichever one helps you out, you look at the stairs or the ladder in your very center, you're going to have the neutral damage. The next rung up or down is going to be one time super effective or one time not very effective. And then last rung or step is going to be two times super effective or two times not very effective. It's pretty simple to understand. Where type effectiveness gets complex is when you have multiple type Pokemon. You have the dual typings. Like say you have steel and ice versus like, I don't know. I think maybe grass and ghost or something or ghost and flying or whatever. You have to think about how those different types are going to affect each other. You may have a typeset that when they versus their typeset that when they attack you, one may do super effective damage versus a type while the other does not very effective damage and it kind of cancels out into neutral. I know it's kind of weird, and I'll get into that further when I do the in-depth on the type effectiveness chart, but, you know, I just kind of want to go over some of the basics, and I think that's one of the kind of things to think about. If you're interested in seeing the type effectiveness chart before the next episode, you can check that out at sylph.gg. 
go into the menu and they will have a list of PVP resources. That is the other place where I'm getting a lot of my information. You can kind of look at it there and get an idea sort of of what I'm talking about. You're going to have defenders on one side and attackers on another and it basically works like a cross chart like a multiplication chart sort of you see where they match up and you can see what kind of damage is going to be done it's pretty easy to read and i'll go over it in the next episode all right i think that's going to do it for me for this time for today and next time like i said it's going to be a look at the type effectiveness chart kind of break it down and and get an understanding of it and then we're going to get into some other stuff from there i do want to do a look at ivs because a lot of people think they're heavily important a lot of people don't it's kind of a, a weird space and basically that's just going to be looking at why do they matter and when do they matter thank you for joining me if you've made it this far i totally appreciate it and yeah, that's going to be it for me. You can check me out, get my information at twitter.com. You can reach me there and hit me up, send me an email. My profile is at anthisa21. And you can check out my Instagram feed at anthisa.21. If you're interested in some of the AR photo stuff, just in case. You can DM me at either of those and I'll take a look at it. Or you can shoot me an email. It's anerdblog at gmail.com. A-N-E-R-D-B-L-O-G. And I'm open to constructive criticism, comments, questions. Feel free to hit me up if you're interested. If there's anything you want me to cover later on, I'd appreciate it. I appreciate all kinds of feedback. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful time of day. It is wherever you're at. See you next week.